What is up, everybody? Welcome into Saturday with Smoltz, where every single Saturday, the Hall of Famer from the Atlanta Braves joins me. And today, we got a lot to talk about. I haven't spoken to him since right before the news broke of Shohei Otani uh, last week with his torn UCL. So a lot of talk about that, what he thinks is next for Shohei. Will we see him on the mound again? Perhaps see him in the role that John Smoltz did due to injuries and and some things come up. John Smoltz's career shifted to the bullpen and the closer role for a while and is the most well-known pitcher that did both at a really high level. So asking him if that could be a possibility for Shohei Otani if he thinks that's something that he should do, as well as Felix Bautista with the Baltimore Orioles going down their closer that has been the most dominant closer in the game of baseball this year. News isn't uh, official on, on what's going to happen with him, but it is a some sort of UCL injury. So what does this mean for the Orioles? And can they still win the East? Can they still win the World Series? What he thinks about them, as well as the NL MVP race that is now neck and neck. The odds say that Mookie and Ronald Acuna Jr. are right there neck and neck together. So who he thinks should be NL MVP. So without further ado, let's get to it now and welcome in John Smoltz. Fly ball onto the track at the wall. It's gone. Home run. Turns on a ball. Deep right field and gone. What a game. What a moment. All right. And I'm pumped to welcome him in now. Hall of Famer John Smoltz. John, how are we doing this week? Doing great. Getting closer, like I said, every week closer to the postseason. Can't wait for it. American League's going to be great. National League's going to be great this year. So I haven't. We haven't yet talked since uh, the big news of, of Shohei Otani. Obviously, a tear in his UCL will no longer be pitching this season. I mean, first, what was your reaction to hearing that news? Well, like everybody else, I'm super disappointed for him. Um, you know, I hate to say I'm not surprised anymore with the way that guys are throwing, that there's so many more Tommy Johns, and we're just not blinking an eye. We think it's normal, and I hate it. Because it's a contract that's now going to be a little bit different. It's a guy that had tremendous stuff, but he's throwing 94 mile an hour splits and sliders and 99 mile an hour fastballs. I mean, I just don't know how the body can withstand that kind of torque that he has, not to mention playing every day. The guy's a freak. And I know it's going to be around the discussion of what's he capable of doing and what, what, what should he do. But I hate it for him because he's the best player in the universe. And certainly that's going to impact his contract moving forward. What's what's next for him? I know uh, you might not know specifically, obviously, but he has a tear in his UCL. What do you imagine he does? Do you think we continue to see Shohei pitching for, do you think we see him back on the mound in his career? I think he's going to try everything he can to get back on the mound. I would be very, very creative in my negotiations and have two contracts ready for him. One for a position player, one for pitching with some incentives. I would assume he's got to get it repaired. I, would, I wouldn't I would think that that he could go without getting it repaired, and that's another year of not throwing. Uh, but time will tell on that. You know, the fact that he can still hit, which is amazing, being his lead elbow, I guess it doesn't open up batting left-handed. But, you know, again, we've had so many. Just think about the last 15 years. We talked 25 years ago about – guys getting Tommy John and our head would drop. 
Now they've perfected the, the surgery to a point where we, we've seen people come back from one. Now we see multiple people having two. That's not normal. That should not be happening in our sport. And I'm nobody cares. Nobody listens. Nobody does anything about it. And the doctors have been trying to warn teams and players. But you know what? Until we have an expiration date on this thing, I don't know if it's going to turn around anytime soon. So what is, I guess, you and I have talked at length before about Tommy John and how pitchers these days are max effort, 100 miles an hour, spinning the crap out of the ball for as long as they can. And obviously that plays into this a little bit, but this is going to be Shohei's. Let, let's just assume Tommy John. I know there's no official word. Let's just say he's going to get it repaired and does get Tommy John. That will be his second. We've seen it with Walker Bueller coming back, Hyunjin Ryu. There's plenty of names here. My question for you, uh, though I know you didn't have to go through two, but if a pitcher doesn't change something, yes, uh, Tommy John, a first Tommy John at this point in the career or at this point with the surgery is a really good chance of recovery. And second, you know, it might not be as high, but it's still a good chance of recovery. But if a pitcher doesn't change something about the way they throw specifically, what is it just a tune up to, to buy you more time? Or, you know, if you don't change something, could you just keep getting Tommy John's throughout your career? Yeah, I just don't think it, it bodes well for longevity at all. I mean, you, you're missing a year and change depending on when you have that injury. And again, this was not a surgery supposed to be performed multiple times. Yeah, It's just not. And I think the way that guys are training and the way that they're throwing a baseball just leads to more, more and more multiple Tommy Johns. I, I wish it wasn't the case. I've said it for, for 10 years now. I've been predicting this. And, you know, the training and the philosophy and the reward system is begging for this to happen, meaning you have to throw hard to get looked at. So what is everybody going to do to train? They're going to train to throw hard. So they're training for shorter careers. You almost have to be a freak or a mechanical stud to avoid any sort of these surgeries or, or injuries to interrupt your career. And, you know, I, I just – Again, because there's so many guys that can throw hard, I don't think anybody really thinks twice about it. They just say next man up. Johnny, your your name with this Shohei situation has, has come up a good bit because the conversation becomes, well, maybe he should just do what John Smoltz did and go and become a dominant closer and see if that works out. One, for different reasons that ended, you ended up becoming a very dominant closer for many years. But would that be an option possible for Shohei? Would that help anything if it's just one inning back of the bullpen and and not starting? What, what would be your thoughts on Shohei if he comes back as a pitcher doing it in the ninth inning. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. It would be very quirky on when he would come up to the plate and when he would have to get ready. <laughs> um, you know, batting in the eighth doesn't promote or batting in the ninth. It'd be hard to go down to the pen or throw underneath. I guess he could throw underneath. There's one, there's one way to do that. But, you know, in a perfect world, the way he's been doing it would be great. But that's going to be a while now. So, um Time will tell to see what and how they utilize him. I've always felt like if you were in the game as an outfielder and then you came in to pitch like a National League style, um, but they did away with, you know, I just don't think he's going to do anything quite like that. So um, I hope he comes back. I hope he still tries to pitch and I hope he gets himself in a position to do both again because he's been doing it at such a high level. Yeah, me as well. And over on 
the other side with the, in the AL East with the Orioles. Uh, I, yeah, I think the best closer in baseball this year has been Felix Bautista, at least for the majority of the season. And some UCL news came out about him as well. Again, not an official diagnosis anywhere. I, to this point, all we've heard is, an injury to his UCL and that that does not bode well so let's just assume for the sake of this conversation that the Orioles do not have Felix Bautista for the remainder of the season and into the playoffs how do you think that affects a team that really did have one of the most dominant back into the bullpens in all of baseball yeah that crushes them unfortunately there's no way to sugarcoat it they got a really good team and they're still going to be very good uh, without them but they were great with them to me, they were the favorites. If they got into postseason and, and everything equal and they're healthy, their bullpen was lights out. And they had that automatic guy coming out. And if he can't come back, that really changes the dynamic. They have a couple guys they can use, but you're talking about a team already thin in pitching and innings limits some, some of their starters. And I think going down the stretch, um, this puts the division in, in jeopardy, unfortunately, um, because Baltimore's had that kind of year. So hopefully he's not out and come back. But again, throwing 100 miles an hour, tremendous split. The guy is unbelievable. And, you know, when you go out there all those times, you just never know uh, at that velocity and effort what, what's going to take place on the body. So you feel uh, I, I would I have loved watching the Orioles this year. And, you know, I'll be traveling to the ALCS this year. And I thought it'd be awesome to be in Baltimore out there at Camden Yards where the place is rocking these days. But my question for them and hearing you say with him, you felt like they were the favorites. Did, does their, would their pitching staff concern you at all in the postseason? Well, I mean, I say they're favorites. If they get the overall best record, they, the number one seed is huge. It's huge in the American League. It sets them up for a really nice next series without having to resource their rotation. Um, they got to find a way to hang on to the one or two seed because I think they're built for that. They're built to have their top three starters be able to do their thing. And then again, their back end of the rotation was so good, but that dents it now. And that changes a lot. It's wide open. Uh, the division, I think with all the injuries that have taken place in the East with the Rays and now the Orioles, it kind of cracks the door open a little bit. They're a little more vulnerable than they were. When they got a seventh inning lead, this game's the game was shortened big time. And Cano and Bautista and their ability to just kind of close the door on games that they've won a lot of close games uh, might be a little bit of an issue now coming forward, coming to the end. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're, you're counting on a guy. It's not just the ninth inning that's affected. It's every inning in between the starter and getting that 27th out. And now you're going to be counting on a guy like a Fujinami to get dominant, to get really intense and stressful outs. And does he have the stuff to do it? Sure. But he's very unproven in that role and has had a lot of command issues. So it just bumps him back an inning and other pitchers. And it just affects that entire bullpen. So I'm with you. I think it's a big blow. And I hope Man, I, I hope uh, I hope we see him back out on the mound, but obviously not good news there with anything UCL related. John, in the in the National League, we've talked a lot. We've talked about the MVP award. I I think it's wrapped up in the American League, but in the National League, you got Ronald Acuna, who's been the front runner all year long. And say what you will about the odds, you know I. I the odds now say that Mookie Betts is the favorite to win the MVP award in the National League over Ronald Acuna, though it is very neck and neck. In your opinion, 
You got Ronald Acuna Jr. doing what he's doing. Obviously very historic. He just stole his 61st base this past week. Uh, and you have Mookie Betts hitting his 35th homer and having a great year as well. Where do you stand right now with the NL MVP award? Well, I still think Acuna is uh, it's his to, to – well, it's not even fair for him to lose, but it's his uh, in the categories that I think that he dominates in. Mookie Betts has had an unbelievable – Two weeks. I mean, unbelievable. He has closed the gap and I guess in some cases maybe taken the lead. But I think all things considered, unless Mookie hits 50 home runs, if you're close in all the categories and, and Acuna is able to really Im- impact the game on a base stealing way. And, you know, I don't I don't even get into w- wins created, whatever runs created plus whatever the <laughs> al- algorithm is. I think the raw numbers are going to speak for themselves. You know, I think Acuna had some. He, he hit a little bit of a lull, and then last night I think he got three more hits, three or four more hits. So it's going to be a fun race to the end, and it might even come down to head-and-head, head, which is coming up here with the Braves and the Dodgers. And I think Acuna and uh, Betts, whoever puts on that show, um, and the uh, really going down for the number one seed, it's going to be fun to watch. By the way, John, did you see, uh, did you see Ronald get basically tackled in the outfield? I didn't. Was that late? Oh, it was a video that went pretty crazy on uh, on Monday night in in Colorado. Fans came out onto the field and like went up to one hugged him and then another like charged him and like it like tackled him and security came out. But he was like wrapped up with two fans in the outfield. It was crazy and has caused quite the stir about security at stadiums and all that stuff. But it was wild. Yeah, that was that late in the game. That was later in the game. Yeah, he he got his sixtieth stolen base and then was out in the field. It was in between his sixtieth and sixtieth and sixty first stolen okay. base. Yeah, I was watching most of the game and then turned it away late. And that's wow. That's uh, yeah, not great. Even if it's friendly, yeah, uh, it's not great. Yeah, not great. It actually reminded me of the uh, in a little different manner, but the the Hank Aaron rounding the bases and then those fans yeah. coming out on the field and and doing what they did there. It was just. A wild situation, but uh, agreed. You you can't have that happening. But John, thank you so much for joining me. Always a pleasure, my friend, and I will talk to you soon. Looking forward to it. All right, see ya. All right, thanks again to John for joining me, as he always does. Always a really fun conversation with him. And again, it it never surprises me. I, I have to remind myself that John Smoltz is not on any social media. So anything that goes viral on social media, like the Ronald Acuna thing, you can't assume he knows it because there's a good chance. You know, a lot of it is shown on on social media. But what a wild thing that was! And of course, the the Shohei Otani injury. Interesting hearing him. It is a really good point with Shohei pitching and perhaps in the closer role. What is that? It's not easy with him. He's also hitting, and he's going to hit a lot of times in either the eighth or the ninth inning. So what would that, you'd have to figure that out, but that could also be interesting. You, I mean, he came in out of the closer role in the world baseball classic, and it was perhaps the coolest at bat we've ever gotten in baseball with him against Mike Trout there. So whatever happens, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch it all unfold. But as always, thanks to John Smoltz for joining the show. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Saturday with Smoltz. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast. We're also on all social media, including YouTube, where you can follow and watch everything we do at Flippin' Bats pod. Until Monday, my friends, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Peace.